The Sports Dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Sports Dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, it's the new year, but the same old Paul. Paul, how you doing? I am great. Happy 2021. Life is good. Feeling good. And ready to have at it for another year of the sports dance. <laughs> yeah. Like, what uh, before? <laughs> 2021 is here. It's, it's already crazy. Uh, we already know that. And hopefully we can help you take a little bit of break from the political craziness that's going on in the world. If you don't know what we're talking about, well, you're living under a rock, but that's okay. We're here for comfort, for joy, and for some football talk. Because, Paul, let's be honest, we're not political pundits. We don't claim to be, but we do know a little bit about sports, at least. Speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, hey, you've you've come a long way since 2020. Football? Is that the one with a round ball or the football-shaped ball? Is that the one where they shoot at the rectangle goal with the net? The net. I love the net. I want that job. <laughs> you'd, you'd be fantastic at it. You just you have to stand there and pull. Use the upper body. I have an observation. Why okay. do they have that net up during a game with no fans? They pay two guys to do it. They could pay one guy to stand in the back and just get the ball. What the hell? Or it looks like, couldn't they just make it so there's one cord behind it and the guy can just sit behind the stand and just pull up himself? I don't know. Actually, they need a wider net because some of these days, these kickers can't kick the ball some in the ocean. These, they kick it out of a boat. You're right. Some of these kickers, uh, not so great. I mean, the fact that Cody Parkey, again, a few weeks ago, had a double doink situation or a single doink. Double doink. He's never going to live it down. Just, I remember watching, I think it was, it might've been a primetime game or something, but he hit the crossbar again to miss a field goal. And whoever the announcer was goes, I don't want to say it, but he doinked it again. <laughs> you know, you get, when, when you get into a game situation and the games become meaningless, the announcers seem to get a little giddy and talk about everything, but what's going on in the field. Well, that's, Just I say. mean, it's got to happen, I, and we will talk about, especially Sunday Night Football this past week with the Eagles and Washington football team. Oh, just, boy. Just how uh, – you know what? Let's just get into that now because I, I was hot over the whole thing, over Twitter exploding. Now, Paul, when I say that, you would think I was all about oh, the integrity of the game. Doug Peterson slapped it in the face. Ridiculous. No, sir. That'd be wrong. I was totally okay with that move. And do you know why? Why? Well, first off, Doug Peterson, in the middle of the week this past week, if media members had noticed, had said specifically, I will probably not dress Carson Wentz for this game, which he did not, which means Nate Sudfeld would be dressing, and he hadn't dressed since game one of the season. It's because Jalen, Jalen Hurts got hurt, so or was hurt going into that game, so they didn't dress him. But he said he's been here for four years, essentially saying, I think this was his last game on his current contract. I want to get him into the game. He hasn't dressed all year long. At some point when I feel it's right, I'm just going to put him in, let him have some snaps. And one, so you should have seen it coming. The move should have been known that it was happening. But then two, it's not like Jalen Hurts was lighting up the scoreboard. They had put up 14 points. Yes, he had two rushing touchdowns, but he was seven of 20 in passing for 72 yards through three quarters 
and he was getting crushed by the Washington football team defensive line, five sacks. So even if you think you have a chance to win the game, which is a meaningless, meaningless game for you to win as a team, do you really think it's worth putting your potential heir apparent to the quarterback in danger of potentially getting hurt, maybe having a freak accident when he's just trying to avoid getting tackled and then you lose him for a full season because of a meaningless game that you didn't need to win. And by not winning, you get a better draft pick. So yeah, even if Doug Peterson blatantly tanked in the fourth quarter, it's one quarter that he tanked where you look at Jacksonville and the Jets and you can say, they may have tanked a little more than just one quarter this year. I'd rather play in Philadelphia than Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and the reports coming out were like players on the defensive side had to be held back from attacking Peterson and then confronting him. Give me a break. I get guys are trained to want to win the game. I totally understand that. Nate Sudfeld is still a quarterback in the NFL. Last I checked, he's on an NFL roster. He was active for the game, which means they believe he's competent enough to throw a football in the air to another player who was also in the NFL. Now, that that, works. it is. When I, whether or not that player is on our team, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. As we saw. But Oops. still, the amount, in green. the amount of people who were just so hurt in their gluteus maximus about this was ridiculous. A lot of them were Giants fans, let's be honest, because if the Giants... Why would that be? Well, because the Giants were hoping to backdoor a playoff spot at 6-10. and 10. Do you know what I say to that? Boo-hoo, Crimey River, win seven games, and guess what? We're not having this conversation. Better yet, don't start the season 1-7 and seven and be 31st in the league in points scored. That might have a reason why you didn't make the playoffs. It's easier to blame somebody else. That's what that's what poor sports do. Yeah, blame the four, ten, and one team going into the game for not <laughs> winning a game. <laughs> oh boy. I gotta I tell you, I have no problem. It's like trick plays, it's like working the clock, it's part of the game. And you know what? What are you going to go out there with a starter pistol and say, okay, everybody, we're going to start shooting beanbags at you if you don't play your hardest? That's nonsense. Yeah, I get it. Guys on the defensive side more so wanted to, you know, put up a good fight, win one last game because Jim Schwartz is most likely gone as defensive coordinator. So they're like, we kind of want to send him off with a win. I I guess we can't say. Go ahead. I get it. You You play to win the game. Doug Peterson saying that, putting Nate Sedfield in, he thought gave him the best chance to win is kind of funny in a sense. Cause I mean, we saw what happened and yes, you can make the argument because of what Jalen hurts, Jalen hurts in the third quarter, put up three yards total of offense himself passing or rushing. So you could say he was struggling. He was a rookie struggling. He tried to throw in Sudfeld to maybe jumpstart the offense. It didn't work. Oh, well, it was a meaningless game. But like for the Giants coach, Joe Judge, coming from the Belichick tree to be like, they ruined the integrity of the game. We would never disrespect the game like that. Great. Fantastic. Next year, if the Giants clinch the division going into week 17, please, for everybody's sake, run Saquon Barkley out there for 30 carries and just hope he doesn't get hurt. Yep. We'll see. Well, they won't get there. So because you don't the New all. Jersey. Giants. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sorry, I went on like a long winded rant there. But what were, what were your thoughts? I'm glad you did. What were your I'm thoughts on? You it's all part of the game. Yeah. 
give me a team tanking for one quarter to lock up the number six pick instead of the number nine, because guess what? The Eagles need that six pick if they want a chance at one of the top two cornerstone wide receivers in this draft coming up, which every sign points to, they will most likely take one of them, which please, for the love of God, Howie Roseman, who I know you listen to this podcast. And I say that jokingly because I don't think you listen to anybody or anything lately when it comes to draft picks, because you are a terrible drafter. You're basically Bill Belichick in Philly. Take what you need. Take the person that's going to make a difference. The fact that there was a video that just surfaced of the Vikings laughing at the Eagles taking Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson in last year's draft says it all. Every sign pointed to take Justin Jefferson from LSU. The Eagles went with Jalen Rieger because they liked his skill set better. The Minnesota Vikings in the video were literally planning saying Eagles are going to take Jefferson. That has to be the case. So let's have, who are we going to take instead? And then when they found out they didn't, they all laughed and said, call him, call him now, get the pick in. And now he's set rookie records for receiving. Would have been nice, Paul. Would have been well, nice. <laughs> you know, it, it would have been. And we, God knows we got some coaches out there that run rogue and who knows what's in their head, if anything. Um, so you're going to freak out because they don't, they, they do put in, um, Sudfeld. Marvel Nolan. Um, <laughs> I, I, when they put him in, I said, who? Exactly. Well, anyway, most people did. Most people said, wow, they're really even, just doing this. Fans. And, and, and I said, well, God, that's the reverse of what's happening up North. And, and they're complaining that they're not putting the guy in that's had maybe three or four snaps. So what the hell? It's part of the game. Get over it. Jacksonville held out guys that were technically probably healthy enough to play because they knew they gave them a better chance to lose most likely and get that number one pick, which is Trevor Lawrence. The Eagles just wanted the number six pick. If If this was a blatant like play for the number one pick, if the Eagles needed to lose the game to secure the number one pick and then he goes out and does this, I probably would be like, all right, I'm happy that we got the number one pick, but at the same time, kind of a DICK way to do it. So what happened to Trevor Lawrence? I know we're talking about the NFL, but dear God, I might take the number two quarterback. Yeah, Justin Fields. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. the college football playoffs. Don't you worry. We're not going to talk yeah, about I the know. games as much because nobody needs to hear me go, ah, Notre Dame. You could have you could have done something, even though they definitely couldn't have. could have done anything, but anyway. Alabama yeah, just played yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm taking number two, just saying. I mean. Not impressed. Yes, but one game over a career of showing very good talent and decision-making. It's hard to say. It, you got to go with what fits your team's style, and they're going to have yeah. a new head coach. So we'll talk about that too. We might, You know what? Let's just get that out of the way too. Before playoff picks, before Super Bowl predictions, the other thing we want to talk about is few head coach vacancies are now about. A lot of teams parted ways with their coaches, including the Jets, the Chargers, Falcons, to name just a few, but I think a total of six teams have parted ways with their coaches. The Chargers one kind of surprised me. Anthony uh, Lynn had a decent year for having a lot of guys hurt. That he was two years removed from a twelve and four season. Justin Herbert looks like a promising young quarterback that they could have for Philip River amount of years and have success with him. So I was kind of surprised to see that move, but I don't know what was going on there. But, Paul, looking at the different vacancies in the NFL, name the one place 
you think would be the most desirable from the G- New Jersey Jets to the LA Chargers or the Jacksonville Jaguars, Atlanta Falcons that you look at and go, they have at least one reason why that's where I would go over everywhere else. So you got a good quarterback at the Chargers. You have a good chance. He's I mean, young. Everybody, you're, one, you're one injury away from a disaster. But anyway, yeah. I might do that. Uh, I'm LA Sun. The whole city smells. I'm not going there. What smells? The whole city. Of what? Where? <laughs> Jacksonville. Oh, wow. Well, it we does. Lost our, we lost our one listener in Jacksonville. Thanks. <laughs> no, they make, they make beer. And it stinks. And only because the, the only place I was in Jacksonville is where they do the beer hops. And it oh. smells like rotten flesh. Okay, if well, I, knew I guess that makes about. sense. But anyway, yeah, I think... Uh, Chargers, why not? Right. Yeah, I mean Justin Herbert makes sense. He's on the rookie contract. You can kind of build off the other rest of the team around that. And again, you're in LA, you're in a new stadium. The only bad thing about the Chargers is their owners. So I guess if you can deal with that, you're you're good. You sign a contract, who cares what they tell you? That's true. They have to pay you no matter what. Pay me to go away, I'll go away. I don't That's care. <laughs> I mean, I guess looking at the different teams and the options. The other intriguing one is Atlanta to me, at least. If Julio Jones stays and can be healthy, you also have Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, who has shown when Julio Jones is not there, he can be a solid number two receiver. Todd Gurley had a decent year. He kind of fell off halfway through the year. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with Matt Ryan, but I feel like they're a piece or two on the defensive side from being a sustainable defense. They already have decent offensive weapons. If you can kind of put your system in, make it work, get a quarterback, if it's not Matt Ryan that you trust, you might be onto something there in Atlanta. They were, they're only a few years removed from a Super Bowl run. So it's not a bad gig, and it's, it's a nice area. It's, an, again, new stadium. They have a good owner, and Art, I forget his last name, Blankenship? No. Uh, like, I, I forget what it is. But I know the owner is, is, you know, very good. He's very – seems like a genuine person. He's the one that came down to the field for the Super Bowl and they lost. But I'd go with Atlanta as my choice, at least for right now. Looking at the different options, again, you also have Houston as another option. Deshaun Watson, you know, also young, promising star. But Arthur Blank, that's what it is. I was close. I was thinking of the kicker for the Colts' last name which is Blankenship, I believe. <laughs> and so I just added that. I blad, add it on the and ship to Arthur I think Blank. I would change my name, Blankenship. I mean, he's a good kicker. You right? runs down your sleeve and the end of your name goes down your sleeve and it's on your cleat too. You got it's okay. His nickname is Hot Rod, so it works. He's the geekiest looking guy in the NFL though, by far. But yeah, no, I'd probably go with Atlanta. Like I said, you go with the Chargers. Both, I think, good choices. The only, what's the one spot you wouldn't go? Is it Jacksonville? It, yeah. Really? Oh, not? no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, was I say, would go to Jacksonville because I can commute. I don't know where I can live near that garbage heap in New Jersey. That mall that never got finished? <laughs> oh, my God. I think the ski. I think the skiing thing opened, but you have to pay $37 to park. For an Is hour. It, and it's probably going to close. It's all going to get shut down because of COVID. And oh, the, uh, what a train wreck. Xanadu was the original name. Yeah. That, Ugliest building in America. That started being built when I was 14 or around then. 
I think the dump that used to be there, the, the landfill from New York, was better looking than the building they built. Just saying. It might be. Um, but all right. So that's head coaches. That's Eagles integrity talk. Next, we're going to go on to the weekend predictions for the NFL playoffs, our Super Bowl predictions. Before we do, though, here's a quick word about my bookie. The NFL playoffs are upon us. The NBA is back. The NHL is right around the corner. What better time to join MyBookie than right now? Go to MyBookie.ag and sign up using promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS, all capitals, no spaces. Sports are happening everywhere all the time right now. What better time to make that money to have for the new year than right now? Again, at MyBookie.ag, use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS, that's 1-2-O-Z Sports. They'll match your first deposit up to $1,000. You can't beat that. And always remember, gamble responsibly. All right, like I always say, remember to always gamble responsibly, especially when taking our gambling advice because, well, it's pretty hit or miss. But, Paul, let's get into it. The NFL playoffs are upon us. It is wild card weekend. We have games galore, three games Saturday, three games Sunday. I know for a fact I'm going to be watching the one on Nickelodeon because I'm hoping somebody gets slimed. It's the Bears Saints game on Sunday. I'm kind of excited. Did you know that? Did you know it's going to be aired on Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon? Yep. For the kids. What they called GAC? <laughs> they did you have think, GAC too. Things falls out of the ceiling all over you. But I feel like it's only right that if your game is being shown on Nickelodeon, that you have to have some of the quirkiness of Nickelodeon involved. So it's like you score a touchdown, you can pull a lever, and the opponents get slimed. Something like that. That's gross. I know, but... You'd have to funny. watch out for Like the winner gets to climb the crag mountain from Guts. Oh, my God. I guess I watched from a distance. You probably did. You were you weren't a '90s kid. No, but I, my kids were. Yeah, Legend of the Hidden Temple. Like they had to put the monkey together. No, none of that. None of no, that. Talking about. Nothing, nothing. All right, let's just get into the games then. Well, yeah, I've heard of Nickelodeon. You're, Nick at I, night. That's true. That's where you got to watch all your shows from the '70s, like Three's Company. Come and knock on our door. Three's Company too. The thing and the thing and the thing. Three's Company too. <laughs> All right, let's get into the games. Enough of our singing. <laughs> Three games as a crowd, but that's what's happening Saturday and Sunday. Let's start. We will go. We'll let, when we get to our locks of the week, we'll let you know. But we'll just go game by game. Starting at the top, we have Colts and Bills kicking it off. The two-seed Bills, who I kind of thought were just going to rest everybody and roll over on Sunday and kind of let Miami have a shot to make the playoffs. Nope. They put up. A whopping 56 points against the Miami defense. Uh, they rested their starters, I think, halfway through the game, but Josh Allen finished the half with like four touchdowns. So, you know, it was just a nice little warm up for the wild card weekend. Colts, Bills, I don't know about you. I am going Bills all the way with this because they are the hottest team, I think, going into the playoffs. They're firing on all cylinders. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, just look like an unbeatable combination on offense. Their defense has finally seems to put it together. 
and be good. Indy's good. Jonathan Taylor has been great running back. But I'm going Bills. Paul, what are you going with? I go with the Bills. They're on fire. They got momentum. And I hate the Colts. <laughs> Is that because of the Peyton Manning days? <laughs> Maybe. Yes, it doesn't say that's that's all it could be. Like there's no, there's no, Manning. I think he's there's, great. There's no reason to hate them currently. Like it's not like you're like ah oh, Philip Rivers. But I, but, but I, I really do like Peyton Manning. I think. Darn you guy. for having nine kids. What is wrong? With Jesus. <laughs> only person no, in the country that can have that many kids. Twelve. He's the only person that can have that many kids and financially be sustainable for their lives. And stay married. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for him. All right, so we both go Bills. By the way, the spread there is six and a half. We won't give – that's not a lock. I'm just letting people know that. Next, we have the Rams and Seahawks. And, Paul, there's a little trickery going on in this game. Sean McVay was asked, hey, you going to be starting Jared Goff or Walford? Like, will Goff be ready to go after that thumb surgery? And he goes, I'm not telling you. I'm not saying anything until, like, it's game time. Like, literally, <laughs> right before kickoff. He's going to be like, okay, he's starting. Do you like that strategy? It's a mind game to play with Seattle. I've watched strategy like that for twenty years in New England. Does it ever work? Well, it worked for twenty years. Worked for twenty years. Who's playing this week? I don't know. They're all sick or quit. I don't know. They're Um, all questionable. The Seahawks. Um, I don't know. You're just going with the Seahawks, Pete Carroll. I'm just going with the Seahawks. Gut. Um. Uh. That's it. I'm going with the Seahawks. No, I, no I mean, reason. I I agree with you there. The only way the Rams win is if their defense is phenomenal. So it's going to be a low-scoring game in my mind. But I feel like offensively, Russell Wilson just always comes up with a little bit of playoff magic. So I think he kind of has a little bit left. I don't know how far the Seahawks go, but I think they at least get past the Rams moving forward. Then moving on to our next game, which I think is your lock of the week. It we is have Tampa Bay versus the Washington football team. Tommy Brady is his on five seed, fire. five seed bucks at 11 and five against the seven and nine mighty <laughs> Washington football team who had Chase Young, their number two draft pick this year, star defensive lineman, defensive end say, I'm coming for you, Tom, bring Tom on. I want Tom. That's a good way to have somebody break your legs while you're out there playing. Just saying. Uh, I think it's more so Tom Brady's just going to be like, oh, somebody doesn't think I can beat them. I was picked number six round all mindset again, even though I've won six Super Bowls. And he says, yeah, I, like, I, I picked 196. Throw for 400 yards, six touchdowns. By the way, did you know that Tom Brady was top five in the league in passing and had 40 touchdown passes? Didn't Patriot fans like think he just didn't couldn't do that anymore. What, what do you think? I, what do you think changed? Um, do you I think he actually had somebody to throw to? You think? You think there was somebody that actually could run down the field, put their arms up in the air, and he could land the ball go, in the hand? I'm open. I'm open. I'm still open. <laughs> well, the Patriots don't even have somebody that can do that. That's what I mean. <laughs> they run down the field and they can't say I'm open because they're not. They go, guys, can you stop? And I'm slowing me. Stop following me. Can you move? Tom can't see me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, all right. All right. But Bucks, Washington, who are you taking? I know this is your lock, so I'll let you go. Well, it's the Bucks. uh, And I just think um, he's on fire. 
Yeah, I think Tom is, he's on a private mission and he's on a team mission. And I think Tom has the mission from God. team all the way. I just want him to get Blues Brothers it and just have a whole get up and just go, we're on a mission from God. I wish they had a river next to the stadium so we could pull up in his $7 million yacht. And by the way, it's only a speedboat. Hey, Washington, they might have a river that he might be able to get to. The Potomac. Yeah. He can ask George for directions. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks here too. It's just it. I, everybody knew whoever came out of the NFC East was just going to be the pushover of the week. It's they should be if they win. Amazing. Congrats to the Washington football team. If they do Alex Smith, comeback story, just any time I see him get hit. I just pray his leg holds up all that stuff. Like it's, it's fantastic. If it doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, fantastic. What he's come back from to even just play football again. Not only that lead his team to the playoffs, like kudos to him. This is where the storybook ending stops though. Tom Brady is about to stomp you guys into the ground. He's going to put up 40-something yards. Mike Evans may not even play. I know he tweaked his knee on Sunday. But guess what? Even if he doesn't, offensively, they still only have like Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette and Jones and... Rob Gronkowski can stand still and catch the ball by putting his hands in the air. I don't know if I missed anybody, but you know, they only have those guys if if Evans is out. But Gee, amazing what can happen when you have someone to throw the ball to. It is amazing. All right. Besides that, we have Ravens on Sunday. We have Ravens versus the Titans. So it's Lamar Jackson versus Derrick Henry. Two guys that both can run the ball like crazy. One just does it as a quarterback. The other one just does it as I'm a pound it down your throat. Fun fact of the day. If Derrick Henry only had his second half running stats from the whole year recorded, he'd still be in the top five rushers for the season. That's that's how amazing he was this year. Two over 2,000 yards. I forget how many rushing touchdowns, but he was just a dominant force like he has been the past two years. Oh, boy. Um, so Titans defense, a little weak. Yeah. That wins the game. Well, that loses the game. Yeah, I think as, if you can if you can stymie Henry, if you play for the run and can you believe in your secondary to stop the pass, which Ravens have a decent secondary. I think the Ravens come away with this. I think they've been playing better than they had for most of the year. Lamar Jackson seems to have gotten kind of over the COVID. Uh, I don't know if you would say tiredness or issues that he had with it, but seems to have bounced back well. So I'm going to go with the Ravens, at least for this game, this round. I don't know if they get out of the next round, but I think they at least get into the division rounds next week. All right, Paul. Now it's time for the Nickelodeon Guts Legends of the Hidden Temple shock game of the week, which is my lock of the week. It's the Bears versus Saints. I'm going to take this one first and go with the upset pick. My lock is... The Bears, I'm going to say outright win. I think it's the upset of the week because obviously the Bucks over Washington, it's not really an upset. It's just seeding how it had to be. But I think the Bears, they've been playing well. They still have Khalil Mack on defense. That defense is still pretty good. But they've looked pretty well with Mitchell Trubisky under center, which is a shocking thing to say. David Montgomery has been tearing it up from the backfield. 
getting chunk yardage, putting up points, runs, all that. Saints, I'm worried about Drew Brees' ribs. I'm not going to lie. Kamara's coming off of a COVID positive, so who knows how he's going to be. Michael Thomas, I don't know if he's playing, and if he does, his ankle's still kind of jacked up. And outside of that, they don't have tons of offensive weapons. So if Kamara's a little off, if Brees is a little off, if Thomas is not 100%, that's all the Bears need to win. They don't have the New Orleans crowd against them, which is a major part of New Orleans having home field advantage and being in that dome. Well, Sean Payton wanted to test 50,000 fans and bring them. Yeah, well, I'm shocked. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I will be sad. There are rumors that Drew Brees, if whenever their run ends, it, he might retire, which obviously you're 42. You just got 11 broken ribs. You might be like, yeah, I, I've done a lot. I've been successful. Can you bounce back when you're 29 versus yeah. 42? 42 broken ribs, not 42 broken ribs, 42 years old. 11 broken ribs. That's a mess. Yes. So it would be kind of, you know, first round exit for your final game. Tough, but that's life. And I think the Bears, the Bears win it. And Paul, let me ask you a quick question before you tell me who he wins. Who would win in a fight? Ditka or a hurricane? But the hurricane's name is Ditka. Uh, Ditka. (laughs) I'd go with the hurricane named Ditka. All right, who do you have winning the Bears versus Saints? Nickelodeon extravaganza. I like Drew Brees. All right. I like how that's the series. Skin of his <laughs> No, I like Drew Brees. I think Oh, uh, what's your analysis? Hey, if he Drew plays if he doesn't take the field, I'm not so much there. I mean Taysom Hill looked pretty good in his in filling in. Yeah, but you you said it. The Bears are looking pretty good, and you put in a somebody that hasn't played all year. Well, they played some, but you you can't. I, I don't know. I, I if Drew different... Brees played, if he brings it, yeah, I'm not saying it's a runaway. By the way, <laughs> by the way, I liked how I liked how at first your analysis was. What's your analysis for Saints winning? Um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Is I there any, a... any? Would you like to add anything else to that? Um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Thank you. all right last game of the week and the most interesting for outside reasons you have the browns and steelers which by the way preface this with the whole eagles integrity thing that we talked about there was no backlash for the steelers sitting ben roethlisberger which essentially gave the browns an easier chance to make the playoffs over miami nobody seemed to care about that affecting they got to pick who they were going to play basically yeah they if they won they were the two seed i think if they lost they were the three seed they ended up losing. They were the three seed. They got the Browns in. Now they face the Browns again. The Browns now are also going to be without their head coach and two other coaches and two players. I don't know who the two players are. I don't know if they've said or if they are significant enough to really mention, but they have COVID. So they won't even be at the game. So they're already down a bit when you consider head coach kind of important and he won't be there able to implement moves that he would normally throughout a game. So with knowing all that, you can't know the Steelers win and why. <laughs> well, th- there you go. So how, how do you how do you not pick the Steelers? Hey, the Browns were on fire. We talked about I want the Browns team. to win. I like I'm just gonna say I'm gonna have the Browns win just to be on record of if they do, but I assume the Steelers win, but I want the Browns to win. But who do yeah, but after the diatribe you just gave us. 
I mean, they still have their offensive weapons. They still have their talent. They still have Chubb and Hunt that can just pound the ball. And if Baker's playing like good Baker, which he's, you know, kind of hit and miss this year with some of the games. But if he plays like he did say in that Monday night game against Baltimore, I think they win. But we'll see. But I'm I'm going to say the Browns win. But I assume the Steelers do. <laughs> Who, who's coaching? Who's on first? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I think you're. I, you're sounding like me on that one. You want them to win. I know. I, that was a very Paul pick of mine. All right. So those are our picks again. Paul is going with the Bucks covering against the Washington Football Team, and I am just saying the Bears outright win. Or, I mean, technically, you can also just play. They don't the Saints don't cover. So I, that's how you can play that one. You have two kind of options there, but I think the Bears outright win. That's our NFL playoff picks. Paul, I'm going to ask you though, who is your Super Bowl final matchup? Brady Mahomes. All right, so you got Chiefs Bucks. So that's a good pick. I mean, nobody can really argue that one. Money, all the money in Vegas right now with it is basically Chiefs Bucks are the big ones to go on. I'm going to go with upset in the AFC. I'm going with the Bills make it. I think they've just been playing. Yeah, I know, right? Given Paul's grabbing his chest, which I hope it's a fake. You're it good, is. right? Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. I don't have one EKG a month. <laughs> don't, I don't think I could put an episode out if you technically have a heart attack on it. I just don't know if that's allowed. Hey, if I go down out of the picture, call my wife. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills and coming out of the NFC – Oh, you know, Bucks seem like a fun pick. And you know, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with Tom. I just, I feel like it's one of those things. It's more so to dig it into Patriot fans of like, (laughs) you let him go. You couldn't make it work. Uh, But yeah, I guess I'll go with the, I'll go Bill's Bucks. Bill's Bucks. The new king of the AFC East versus the old king of the AFC East. Wow. So that, that's my picks. Greg is locking it in with the Bills Bucks. Paul's locking it in with the Chiefs Bucks. Either way, we both think the Bucks make it. Let's talk some college football. Who'd have thought, right? Who'd have yeah. thought Tom Brady would get to a Super Bowl? I don't everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you like him now that he's Every, not playing for everybody football. except New England fans, we're hoping. Actually, no, that's not true. Half the New England fans. <laughs> There's still there's a lot of New England fans that are now Tampa Bay fans too. I'd love to say Tom Who, but that man's becoming my idol. I know, right? In Manhattan for thirty seven million dollars. Yeah, must be nice. Paid twenty five. But we'll move on to the college football playoff. We'll go. Mm-hmm. We'll get through this quickly because well, Clemson got shellacked by Ohio State, which nobody saw coming, including me. Alabama did what they were supposed to do. Notre Dame. Could have made it somewhat of at least competitive, but they blew their own chances and then got made fun of again, like Notre Dame does. So we have Alabama with the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, potentially former uh, future Eagle, we'll see, versus Ohio State and Justin Fields. So, Paul, before you give your pick, there's rumors coming out because Ohio State's having a COVID issue right now that they might postpone the championship game from Monday to the following Monday. Do you think this is something they should do for the oh. sake of the college football players? Or no, don't blame. Do you believe in the conspiracy of it all where Justin Fields got hurt in the semifinals 
and they think Ohio State's trying to use this as a way to get him an extra week's rest so he's in better Absolutely. shape. No postponement. Play the game. Period. Yeah, I mean, I it's agree. Unless And Roger playing God. Stop. Well, play the game. I only think the only way you postpone it is if like half the team is going to be out with it. Because then it's just a joke and that's not what anybody wants to see. If it's like a few guys and if it's only like one or two key guys, you play the game. But if it's half the team, you kind of have to push it, I feel like. But I don't think that's the case at the moment. So like I like you said, play the game, you deal with it. And if Justin Fields is 100%, he's not 100%. That's what happens. It's By the way, it's a nature. game. It's the nature of the game. So... All right, that that's college football. <laughs> that, that's, that's all there is. Next, we have NBA, more COVID stuff, because, well, that's what half the sports world is right now. The NBA, you know, it's been back for a few weeks now. Been pretty good, pretty decent. But we finally had a major star have to get quarantined and is going to miss up to five games, and that is Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets. He's out for five games. I don't believe he has COVID, but tracing led back to him from somebody else who had it. So therefore he has to quarantine all that. He'll be missing five games. The question becomes how many more stars do you think potentially get it this year? Because the NBA is built on their stars. You lose one or two from every team. It makes a big difference. Like if the Lakers lost LeBron and Anthony Davis for five games, you could basically guarantee there's five losses. So my question is, do you think um, they kind of get this under control like the MLB did? And it's only like this small outbreak with Kevin Durant and maybe you have one or two other guys throughout the year. Or do you think a lot will get it and they will have to shut down for a temporary period to kind of reboot? So my take on this is everybody gets half a dozen mulligans. And what do I mean by that? You're, ran- you're rampant with COVID? Raise your hand. We're taking a mulligan. You got a half a dozen. Then you then you then you forfeit. So choose them wisely. But the games go on. You play two men down, three men down. You take your mulligan. Life is beautiful. The other team isn't going to be happy. However, at the end of the season, when you're COVID rampant and you got eight players down, you're forfeiting the game and you're losing. I yeah. don't know. What other way do you do it? Give everybody three mulligans. Yeah, I guess unless you have multiple teams with that issue, you just kind of either either push the game a day if you can. But if you can't, you forfeit and you move on and you just kind of have to deal with it. It's like every every third day. How do you push it a day? Talk about guys getting hurt. Yeah, well, it's, it's and you can't do what the MLB did where you can play two days because that's just not how it works in basketball. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> guys would be exhausted, uh, but it would make an interesting watch. I think if you did it with a four-hour in-between, you could you guys like LeBron could do it. Yeah, there's not many guys like LeBron. And Anthony. And Anthony, that's right. All right. <laughs> Outside of that in the NBA now. Nah. Not much else is going on, at least of note to talk about. You got a few guys who were injured here and there, but that's really nothing that you can look at and go, yeah, that's that's worth uh, bringing up at the moment. But we do have one more question. 
back to the NFL. But before we do, Paul, don't forget, new year, new you. If you're going to get into that workout routine, you're going to need some probably stuff. You're going to need maybe workout equipment, maybe some yoga pants. Who knows? One place to get all of it is Amazon. Make sure you go to 12OunceSports.com. Click the Amazon link. It'll take you right there. But by doing that, you help us out. Getting a little commission back towards us from Amazon themselves costs you nothing. means everything to us. Again, go to 12OunceSports.com slash Amazon. Click the link. It'll take you right to Amazon.com. Put your orders in. Buy galore. Kettlebells. Get the whole deal. And help us out in the process. Do the right thing. Hey, helping us out doesn't mean you're buying us a new car. It means you're helping. It's like three bucks. (laughs) Podcast, get on the air and give a perspective. That's right. And and it's something that you might want to turn on and not get disgusted by. That's right. (laughs) Almost all of you. That's true. (laughs) All right. The last question that we will go over, try to, you know, keep things light as much as possible here. But this one is more so just a a very much open opinion question with the NFL. Paul, if you were a team and you got to choose the element you would rather play in, would you rather be the team that had the advantage by playing in the snow slash freezing cold temperatures? So do you think you get a bigger advantage playing in the snow slash freezing cold? Or do you think you have a bigger advantage if you play in the heat humidity compared to teams that aren't used to that? I think you get a better advantage if you are the team that always plays in the cold and you invite someone into your home and they're freezing their ass off trying to play you and it's old home week for you. Hey, I put on a sweater, you come in and you shiver your bones off. Heat, everybody can perform in the heat. Get a little oxygen on the sideline, life is good. When you're cold, you have a bitter cold and you're shivering. Yeah. And you're outdoors and you just can't control your shivering body. Nothing worse. No. When you get hot, you get tired. So you get tired. You just keep playing. But when you're cold, ugh, your fingers, your body slows down, your mentality slows down. Hey, I'll take the heat any day of the week. I think that Buffalo doesn't get much colder than Buffalo. Maybe they should have a North Green, Dakota. Green Bay, Lambeau. Yeah, Green Bay, Green Bay. So they're all, yeah, that's right. What are they playing? What's that stadium? Lambeau Field. Yeah, it's like you have to chisel the ice off your seat. The frozen tundra. There you go. So, cold winds. What do you think, Greg? (laughs) Great throwback, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back to you, Greg. Look how professional you are and make us look. And then I ruin it by laughing. Uh, (laughs) I'd probably have to agree. Heat humidity, it's its own thing. I think it's more effective when it's early on in the season and guys – like say the Packers guys that are playing in areas where the heat and humidity isn't as much of a thing. Like if you're coming from Arizona and you're playing in that dry heat, that's one thing. But when you have to slog all the way down to Florida and Tampa Bay and that humidity gets put in, it's a, it's a bitch. But like you said, you can play through that. Both sides are going to have guys that are cramping, things like that. But when you are conditioned to play in the cold, to play in the snow, how to play in the snow, because there is a difference. Guys in the for the Packers, guys for the Bills, Patriots, when you have to practice in the snow some days because that's what it's going to be like for the week and other teams don't have that advantage, you know you can trust certain movements, you can trust certain cuts, you can trust your feet 
when you're playing in it. We saw it in the game the other week with the Packers. I forget who they were playing. I want to say the Titans. I think it was the Titans. The announcer has even said, you can tell guys like Devontae Adams are trusting their cuts and movements they're making in the snow. Whereas guys on the Titans, you can tell they're hesitant to make a cut here and there. They're losing their footing. They're not as comfortable in it. That is a huge advantage. And like you said, the cold, if you're used to the cold, your body is ready for it. You have your mentality set. If you're not used to it, say you are the Bucks going up to Lambeau Field, NFC Championship, it's snowing. Those guys haven't been playing that all year. They're not used to that. Tom Brady's played in the cold and the snow. But he the whole has, team has. But the whole, the whole team, team has. And Tom Brady's not running down the field. No. So it's a matter of do the Bucks have to play that in the NFC Championship? Maybe, but we'll see. They might have to get him the round earlier, it depends. When, when you're playing like that and it's August and it's preseason, everybody's hot. Most everybody's humid, not yeah. Florida, not dry heat in Arizona where you can spontaneously combust on the 50 yard line, but everybody's hot. Not everybody gets that cold. And sometimes, you know, that, oh God, that just, you, you can't even move your hands. It so goes cold. into your bones and it takes oh, the air out of you. And I put my helmet on that heater. Oh, that's good. And eight seconds after you get off, your ass is frozen because all that sweat and condensation. You have that thousand pound coat on that you look like an idiot. <laughs> hey, like, maybe wear that and not get gacked. Do I have my little hand warmer in my pockets that's somehow going to make a difference for the 10 seconds it's in there? <laughs> well, I, I can feel my fingers again so I can grab the ball. Plastic seats. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think we both agree. Let us know what you think, though. If you're listening, let us know at sportsstance underscore or sidekickpaul83. There's an underscore in there, Paul believes, too. But if you type it in, it'll pop up. It says New Jersey Jets on his profile picture. Did you tell everyone why it's the New Jersey Jets? Uh, if they listen, they know. Okay. They play in New Jersey. Yeah, I know. I don't they, think – do you think they get off the George Washington Bridge if they're from New York? And they drive over the George Washington Bridge and they say, am I still in New York? Hey, look at that giant stadium on that garbage heap in New Jersey. Uh, the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants, and they couldn't even get a home for themselves. They had to split the dump. I mean, so so did the Chargers and the Rams. I was like, who's the other team? It's not the Raiders. They're in Vegas now. <laughs> the dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The integrity of though, Paul, the integrity of football strong in that stadium. Let me tell you something. That that crybaby nonsense this weekend with the Eagles, it happens everywhere. It happens every end of every season. It's BS. It it's is. nonsense. <laughs> and by the way, everybody hates, I could say bullshit, right? I can say yes, that on there. It's, it's allowed. Um, I cannot stand listening to these crybabies. Get over yourselves. Like by just, the way, they yes. bitch more than the players. They do. <laughs> Like this little rant by you at the end of this. I'm like, are you getting on the bus with the team at the end of this? Are you Fiery. like the water boy? What is wrong with you? Fiery Paul's in the house. <laughs> oh boy, Paul, stick to pretzels and beer. Sidekick Jeez. Paul's going off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> He's fired up over the New Jersey Giants integrity. I did say, who is he putting in? Where did they find him? What? Yeah. 
but that's fine. But again, don't give me the whole Joe judge. Like we would never disrespect football like that. Oh, Joe, if you could, if you could lock up the number one pick, you're not playing Daniel Jones. You're playing probably fifth guy off the practice squad just to guarantee for a fact, Daniel Jones has a pull went out of his ass. And you said it best when you're, if you ever got there, let's see you play all your starters for the game. Yeah. Not and I get it. People are like, there's a difference. They're resting for the playoff. Okay. There's a difference. They're resting. So they don't, injure their star player for the next season potentially half the team was inactive for the game <laughs> do you think <laughs> if they were trying to win the game miles sanders would have been out Deshaun jackson alshon jeffrey they literally had their number four through seven wide receivers playing in that game hey you want to know what the patriots most of their starters from last season nobody got hurt because they didn't play <laughs> cam newton played was he a patriot last season no but he might be yeah, next season or next we'll season either I think he might be. You, you think? Really, you don't really have any other options. Well, there's about 19 quarterbacks that are, well, you got to pay him. And we, apparently we're not doing that in New England. Uh, well, Cam might still come cheap because who's going to pay a guy that threw five touchdown passes? Hey, if I win the lottery, it's 400 million. Yeah, I can pay can, Tom Brady to, for a year. Okay, <laughs> give, it, give it to Bill. Bill, here's 400 million. They can get a quarterback with that. Jeez. You think Bob Kraft could get out some his crowbar, pay some friggin' whatever they call it, the tax or whatever the hell they got going on? Pay it and pay pay the guy. Yeah. All right, though, Paul. As always, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for tuning in. Twelve on Sports. Check it all out. Thanks to them for always giving us a place to have as a home. Check out all the other great shows on the network: Captain Luke Extravaganza, The Burn with Mitch, Mike's First Take, Mike's. I don't know why the name just escaped me. Mike has a show. (laughs) Pete's Power Plays. Sometimes I just start to say things and it goes out of my head. Pete's Power Plays, the World Hockey Report, all the great shows on 12. Mike said it first. That's what it is. It gets worse. Just saying. As you get older, I know. I didn't say that. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of what I think you said. (laughs) Again, thank you for tuning in, checking us out. My name is Greg. Pause with me as always. Have a good one. Catch you next week. The Sports Sports Dance.